0: It's eight minutes before four o'clock. We're in conversation next with the Chad Thomas, who is an organized crime investigator at IRS forensic investigations. A man has been arrested for the illegal dispensary of diesel and gas with the value of 200,000 Rand. The suspect was unable to produce a license permitting, permitting him to sell, um, 3,800 liters of diesel and 27 gas cylinders found in his position, uh, in his possession rather. Um, there's been a rise in these incidents in the past uh, 12 months with an ESCOM employee getting arrested for stealing diesel with 500,000 rand from the Atlantis operation to help us unpack the criminality. We are now joined by uh, Chet Thomas. Chet, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So we've heard Transnet complain. We've heard um, ESCOM also complain about what happens to some of um, the pipelines. But how exactly do these syndicates operate?
1: So the syndicates look: diesel, petrol, gas, kerosene. These are, are fast-moving consumer goods. These are important goods, and there's a market for these goods. So where there's a market for goods, there's also a black market, and people need to obtain these products. So we've seen that theft taking place in various forms. There's been pipelines that are intercepted. It's a very dangerous way of stealing fuel because any spark could ignite it. We've seen bulk tankers that have been hijacked. And then we've seen collusion between security officers with other employees at large corporations or organizations or companies that have stock of these products on-site. You cited the Eskim case, which is mm. a very good case to cite because Eskim isn't just dependent on diesel to fuel their vehicles, but our country is partly dependent on both diesel yep. as well as coal to to, to, to keep the lights going. So there's a massive market for these kind of products. When one sees the rise in price of paraffin, diesel, and petrol, it makes sense that there's this growing market Mm. for illegally sourced products. So with the
0: syndicates, would they also operate like with the formal business where you actually have a wholesale
1: that you'd be buying from? So that's a very interesting question you ask. Um, What a lot of people are unaware is that Although the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy issues licenses for people to deal in products such as paraffin or diesel or petrol, diesel is largely unregulated. Oh. And what that means is that it, it can be bought at pump and wholesale level from a, a company that is licensed to sell it and another company that is licensed to sell it, but they can determine the price of the diesel. So it would be very difficult to interrupt that particular process because the margins are so small for actual criminality. What you're finding is when somebody's selling diesel at a price that's quite low and they are unregulated in that they don't have a license from DMR, the chances are that that product could be stolen. And in this particular case that you've mentioned in the Eastern Cape, no license was presented. Mm. And then you have to ask the question, well, then where did the product come from? Because without that license, you wouldn't have been able to obtain it. And therein lies the charges, possession of suspected stolen property. And if you can't prove where it came from, the state is going to assume, of course, that it is stolen. Mm
0: -hmm. But where would you store 3,800 litres of diesel?
1: 3,800 litres of diesel isn't as much as it sounds. Um, a, a tanker, a bulk tanker, ha- can take far in excess of that. Are,
0: are you speaking uh, of the, the truck tanker?
1: A truck tanker is yeah. far in excess of 3,800. If you look at a Bucky, for example, with the yeah. very small tankers that you see operating in the in the rural areas, that can take up to 5,000 litres. So to find a tanker, if you're in the business of operating a a unregulated Um, business in respect of diesel or petrol or paraffin, you're going to be able to obtain the paraffin to do so. So I don't think the question revolves around the tank so much. It revolves around what the tank was of and where that originated from. Mm-hmm.
0: And from the previous cases that have been investigated by, um, by the Hawks as well, do we know whether they've been able to crack down on the syndicates themselves? I can't remember, but I think it was last year, if I'm not mistaken. We also did a story relating to Transnet, but also how some of um, the fuel was actually um, targeted to
1: leave the country. So South Africa, we speak these days about mafias operating in so many different spheres. We've got the construction mafia. We've now got the energy mafia. And the energy mafia, with the, the the increased need in diesel for generators because of the problems we're experiencing with load shedding, it is on the increase. Is it organized on a national basis as a massive organized crime syndicate? No. Is it organized on a localized level? Most definitely. Because if I'm providing illegal product at a price lower than what um, I would normally obtain it from through the correct channels, it means I need a supplier. That supplier would have to have people who are stealing the product. So it's organized on a localized level. But what we're finding is that these crime syndicates are growing. So from a localized level, it becomes a provincial level. And sooner than later, we see interaction on a national level between these syndicates.
0: I've actually seen a couple of townships, especially with uh, informal settlements as well, where you find um, people who are trading in diesel as well as petrol, just randomly build a makeshift garage. I don't know how safe that is, um, but is this something that you think that the police would be looking into as well?
1: Most definitely. Um, Not just is it illegal, you have to have a license issued by the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy if you're dealing in a petroleum type product but the safety of your consumers is paramount. And we know it, 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 we don't even have to discuss the fact that it's highly flammable, it's highly dangerous. And when you see it in an informal environment, there's lack of control, there's mm-hmm. no safety being taken care of, you are putting the community at risk.
0: Yeah, and sometimes even the truck drivers themselves being involved in these syndicates. The syndicates will target everybody mm-hmm. up the
1: value chain. So you've got a chain Um, in terms of the supply, and they will target individuals the whole way up. And you may find there's more than one group of individuals within an organization that are complicit. For example, with the ESCIM, the security officers let them onto the premises to collect the diesel, but there's somebody who's responsible for monitoring the amount of diesel that's kept on site and to keep the books right. That person would have also been implicated. So sadly, we see more and more people being compromised by these criminal syndicates.
0: Chet, thank you so much for your time. Chet Thomas is organized crime investigator at IRS Forensic Investigations. It's a minute before four o'clock.